Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 28th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose. I believe that God has declared some things over this year, that this is a season of new levels for us where we can level up in every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives. But I also know how this thing works. So once you're born again, you're living in the earth and you're born again, you're born from above. So now you're in this world, but not of this world. And so because you are actually from heaven, you're a citizen of heaven, you have a dual citizenship, you're living down here in the world. Like for example, right now, you may be sitting down watching this uh, video, but at the same time, the Bible says that you're seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. So there's this dual reality. So from heaven, God announces things, declares things like God has said new levels. You can level up in 2021. Heaven has announced it. God has declared it. Hallelujah. But that doesn't mean that you're going to experience it. So for you to experience what God has already provided, for you to experience what heaven is announcing, for you to experience what God is declaring over every season and stage of your life, you have to provide the faith. God has provided the grace. You have, you have to provide the faith. That's why God can be announcing something from heaven and some people get it and some people don't. It wasn't that heaven was wrong. It's that there are some people that just won't provide the faith to receive what God has already provided. Now, if you're watching this video, it's because you want to do it, right? If you're watching this video, it's because you want to level up. You want to experience everything that God has for you in this season. So you and I, you know what we're going to do? We're going to pursue progress on purpose. You and I, we are going to be intentional. So that said, uh, we're pursuing progress on purpose. I've been teaching this series all year. I said that we will level up in five areas, spiritually, financially, physically, internally, externally, as it relates to externally, because I've covered the first four already. I said that I would talk to you about the three people that you need in your life or three categories of people discerning when to let some people go, because listen, everybody's not going to be with you for the long haul. And, and when you cross over to another season, everybody's not supposed to go with you. Uh, number three, the importance of choosing the right friends. And then number four, surrounding yourself with people of like precious faith. That's the vein that I'm flowing in right now. The title of today's message is, I'm excited about this message. The title of today's message is, you need friends like this. You need friends like this. I'm about to show you what, what it looks like to have faith Feel friends. I'm about to show you from the Bible what it looks like to have friends that are really ride or die, that are going to be there with you. So let's go to Luke chapter five today. Luke chapter five. I'm going to read for you verses 17 through 26. A lot of verses, but I want you to receive this from the Passion Bible. So Luke chapter five, 17 through 26. Open up your heart to hear the word of God. This is what the Bible says. One day, verse 17, many Jewish religious leaders known as the Pharisees, along with many religious scholars, came from every village in Galilee, throughout Judea, even as far as Jerusalem. And they all came to hear Jesus teach. And the power of God was on Jesus to heal the sick, right? So that's the setting. Jesus is teaching. A big crowd of people are there. And the power of God is on Jesus to heal the sick. Now, 
While he's teaching, though, nobody's getting healed. Why? Because nobody's pulling on it. Nobody's pulling on the anointing. Remember, just because God announces it doesn't mean that you're going to receive it. So God has provided the grace. You have to provide the faith. Verse 18, some men came to Jesus carrying a paraplegic man on a stretcher. Now, they attempted to get Jesus into the place that, I mean, uh, get their friend in the, the paraplegic man into the place where Jesus was. But there was just too many people and too many people at the door and they couldn't get past the crowd. And so at that point, some people would have gave up. Verse 19, not these guys. But because there were so many people crowding the door and they had no way of getting him on the inside, psh, they crawled up to, uh, onto the roof, the Bible says. And then once they got on the roof with their friend, they dug their way through the roof tiles, right? I mean, they, they were damaging somebody's house. And they was like, we'll pay for it later. They dug their way through the roof tiles, opened a big old hole. Here, here Jesus is teaching all of a sudden, you know, stuff starts falling from the roof. What's going on? They dug a big old hole and then they got some rope and then they lowered the man down in the stretcher in front of Jesus. Verse 20 says, seeing the demonstration of their faith, Jesus said to the paraplegic man, my friend, your sins are forgiven. Now, ooh, the Jewish religious leaders that were there and the religious scholars, now they started to whisper among themselves, who does this man think that he is? He's speaking such blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Does this man think that he's God? Now, Jesus, the Bible says, knowing their thoughts, said to them, now, why do you argue in your hearts what? what I'm saying, right? Why do you think that is blasphemy for me to say your sins are forgiven? So let me ask you this. Which one is easier to prove? Is it easier to prove for me, hey, your sins are forgiven when I say it or stand up and carry your stretcher and walk? Now, you guys want to see a physical manifestation. You guys just want to see something in the natural. Fine. So Jesus turns to the paraplegic man and said to prove to you that I, what I said is right and that I am the son of man. I have the legal authority on the earth to forgive sins. I now say to you, stand up, arise, take up your stretcher and go home for you are healed. In that instant, the man stood up right in front of their eyes. He picked up, he, he started carrying what was carrying him and he went home giving glory to God with every step that he took. Every time he took a, oh, glory, every time, hey, glory, he was giving glory to God with every step that he took. Verse 26, the people were seized with astonishment and they were dumbfounded over what they had just witnessed. They was like, I just saw it with my eyes, but did I just see what I just saw? I can't believe I just saw what I just saw. And they were, they was like, this is crazy, incredible. What an unbelievable miracle that we saw today. But what does this mean for you today? Because I'm talking about friends, right? Friends, you know what I'm talking about? How many of us have them? Come on, Houdini. All right, so I have three things to share with you this morning. Uh, when I share these three, I'm, I'm telling you, this is going to be good. You need friends like this. You ready? Here we go. Number one, you need people in your camp or your tribe. You can call it your camp. You can call it your tribe, whatever. You need people in your tribe. You need people in your camp who can believe God with you when the pressure is on. Now, I dealt with this yesterday, but it's worth repeating. I made the point yesterday that when the pressure is on, your circle needs to be small, right? And so, so uh, we looked at Jesus and, and he was going to Jairus' house and all of that. And so he's going to Jairus' house. When, when they found out that, that the little girl was dead, Jesus was like, stop. Now the opposition just got ramped up. 
And since the opposition just got ramped up, since the pressure's on, the circle needs to be small. He turns around to the crowd and is like, stop, y'all can't go any further. Then he looks to his own team. I mean, like his own team, like people that are with him every day and says, I have 12, 75% of y'all can't go. I mean, like, like this is the side of Jesus that people don't want to acknowledge. He was like, yep. Yeah, I got to take the A-team uh, uh, into this situation because some of y'all just, y'all with me, but you don't even believe. <laughs> and so so he only took Peter, James, and John. He told nine out of his 12 disciples, y'all can't go. I'm saying when the pressure's on, the circle needs to be small. You need to have some people around you that can believe God with you. Now, the good news is that, watch this, while I'm saying that when you need a breakthrough, you only need a few people in your camp. But I'm also saying that you don't need to be alone either. Like you are not a lone ranger. You do need people around you, right? So you, yeah, Jesus did take Peter, James, and John. You do need people around you. It just don't need to be a lot of people. That's what I'm saying. So the man in our text today, he was suffering from paraplegia. In the natural, the doctors back then, they didn't have nothing they could do for the man, right? So, but they heard, hey, there's a miracle worker in town. There's a miracle worker. And so, so he's like, man, so the guy with paraplegia, he's like, man, I, I want to get in front of Jesus. Now, obviously he can't do it. And so his friends were like, we got you, man. We got you. We, we down, we down. So they pick him up and they take him over there. And they was like, we just need to get this man, get our brother in front of Jesus. And we know that he will be healed, right? So there's friends, he's relying on his friends to take him because he can't go. And so his friends, his circle of his, he had a circle of friends that were willing to do for him something that he could not do for himself. Dude, you can't walk. We will carry you. And so they're carrying him. This is the type of friends that we need, right? So they get there. Now you need friends like this in the text who will refuse to take no for an answer. You need friends that will press through with you, even when things get tough. So these friends got there. They have the paraplegic man. They're carrying him. And, and, and now they're facing opposition. So let me just pause right here and let me ask you this question. I asked you this yesterday, but I'm going to ask you again today. Think about it. Right now, just think of some names. If you have a bad situation and you really need help and you really need to get a prayer through, you need to get a prayer to heaven, who are your friends? Like, think of names right now. If you can't think of a few names, you need new friends. <laughs> like, I mean, like you, you, you got to level up your relationships. This is why you need people around you that are going to believe God with you and that are not going to take no for an answer, which leads me to my second point. Number two, you need friends who will not stop at the first sign of opposition. I can't stand people who give up too easy, right? I mean, people that are always quick to give up. You don't need people around you that are quick to give up because then since they're quick to give up, they're going to try to tell you to give up. <laughs> so no, you need friends that are, you need friends that even when you want to give up, they'll say, no girl, you can't give up. Uh-uh. No, sir. We ain't giving up. We keep, we're going to keep going. That's no, let me, let me tell you what you ain't going to do. You ain't going to give up. That's what you ain't going to do, right? So you need people around you that are going to help you, encourage you so you can keep going. The Bible says, verse 19, but because there were so many people crowding the door, they had no way to bring them inside. So they crawled onto the roof. And then one, one day it was up there, what are we going to do now? They dug through the roof tiles. They opened up. Then they was like, what do we do now? They lowered him down. I mean, you need friends like that. You need friends. Listen, life, the life of faith. Look at me. The life of faith is not going to be easy. Let, I, I want to be clear about this. The life of faith doesn't mean, oh, it's so easy. You see people now, I don't know why, but people get drawn to people of faith 
and you don't know. Like you see the glory, you have no idea. You you see the glory, you don't know the story. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what Isabella's been through. You you have pastors. You look at your pastors. Oh my God! People get caught up in what people drive, where they live. You don't know any. Listen, that don't even matter. That stuff don't. You don't know what we've been through. Let me tell you something. The life of faith is not easy. The life for there will be times where you face opposition. You will face obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. God told you start that business, and my God, God didn't show you the 17,000 things you were going to have to face. Uh, he showed you a picture of what, what it was like on the other side. That's how God does you. He won't show you all the opposition because if he showed you the opposition, you would run the other way. And so the truth is that the life of faith means that you have to stick with it. You have to have grit, determination, perseverance. You have to continue to believe. You have to have faith and patience. Some, some friends would have got to the door and they would have said to their friend, well, hey man, I'm sorry. You know, well, we tried, you know, we tried to just, you know, you know, we, we could just, no, no, no. I, I I hear people say, you know, well, hey, Brother Pena, yeah, I know, I heard you a man of faith, <laughs> you know. You know, I tried faith, faith didn't work. I hear people say that, I tried faith, faith didn't work. No, the truth is, let me respond to anybody that says that. This, whenever I hear something like that, this is what I tell Tell them, listen, faith always works. Maybe you had something that was birthed in your heart and not in the heart of God. But if it's birthed in the heart of God, God will never say no to his word. If it's birthed in the heart of God, God will always manifest it. We Numbers 23 and 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will perform it. If he declared it, he will make it good. So it's not that you tried faith and faith didn't work. It's that faith tried you and you didn't work. That's what it is. Faith tried you and you didn't work. You gave up too soon. The life of faith is I'm going to believe God that yes, yeah, some, uh, some people would have said to the, Hey buddy, I'm sorry, man. We, we brought you here. Hey, you know, there's too many people. Maybe we could try another day. Let's just go home. You know? Uh, uh, and if they would have gone home, watch this. What if they never would have seen Jesus again? This guy would still be a paraplegic. No, no. You need to have friends that are going to be like, look, we're not going to stop. No, is not going to stop us. No, is not no forever. We're going to keep going. Unfortunately, many people who call themselves believers really just don't believe. And so, so for you to believe, you have to believe through ups and downs, through good and bad, through highs and lows. There are going to be times, seasons where everything is whoops. It feels like it's easy. Doors are opening that no man can close. There's going to be times and seasons where it seems like everything is difficult. It's hard. But when you're going through that, you need people around you that are going to encourage you not to give up, not to cave in and not to quit. People around you that have the same like grit, determination, resilience, perseverance. And when you surround yourself with people like that and you have it and they have it and you're there one for another, then together you guys can make it through thick and th thin. Look, there will always be things in the way of your breakthrough. There's always going to be a, a, a reason, an excuse for you to quit. Always. But if your heart is saying, I'm not going to take no for an answer, then, and you got people around you that says, I'm not going to take no for an answer. Then you guys will encourage one another to keep going. But let me just say this about that. Look at me. If your heart is open, like, like, like if you're like, man, if it gets too hard, I, I don't know. I could just, maybe this isn't God. I don't know. Maybe, you know, maybe, I don't know. It's okay. If your heart is open to no, the answer is going to be no. Let me say that again. If your heart is open to no for an answer, I already know your answer. Your answer is no. Because if you have an inkling, if you have a little opening where you can be open to a no, Satan will get to, he will put enough pressure on you where we, you would just default to that. 
So no, you, you got to be to the point where you're so convinced. Faith is not you trying to convince God. Faith is what happens when God convinces you. When you are fully persuaded of what God said, you can't take no for an answer. And you are you're around people with you that are not going to take no for an answer. And even when you feel like taking a no, they'll be like, no, the, the devil is a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. That's not, let me tell you what you're not going to do. You ain't going to take no. And so, you know, they're going to push you and you're going to push them. And that's how you support one another. Say amen to that. All right. Number three, last point for today. Your faith must be visible. Somebody in the chat said, I'm preaching. Yeah, I'm preaching better than you saying amen. I feel excited today. All right, anyway, number three, your faith must be visible. Your faith must be visible. Faith is an action word. Faith is something you say. Faith is something you do. Faith is a seed that you sow, a financial decision that you make based on what you believe that God said right? So you're, you're living by faith. You're living off of what God said. You're living off of the unseen, knowing that it's only a matter of time before the unseen manifests in the scene. And to truly live by faith, you have some, at some point, what's on the inside has to show up on the outside. At, to truly live by faith, at some point, the internal has to manifest on the external. So people have to be able to see your faith. People have to be able to hear your faith. I know what, what faith sounds like. Faith has a language. I know the language of faith. I can hear it. I can also hear fear, fear, doubt, and unbelief. So people need to be able to see faith in you. Verse 20 says, seeing the demonstration of their faith, Jesus said to the paraplegic man. Now, seeing what? What did he see? The demonstration of their faith. Let me key in on two words, demonstration and their, right? So Jesus saw the demonstration of their faith because they demonstrated it. Their faith was on display. And notice that it wasn't just in the heart of the paraplegic man. It was in the heart of the whole tribe, of the whole circle, of the whole group. Jesus saw their faith collectively. And because Jesus saw their faith, then the man was healed. You need friends who will get in the fight with you. And when God looks down, he sees the collective faith. He sees all of your faith. He sees the faith of your friends and gives you the breakthrough because they're believing God with you. Say amen to that. Listen, we live in a society of skeptics. We live in a society where people think faith is like, oh, faith, that Bible stuff, I got it. You know, that's people that just have like high expectations. They're holding on to ancient stories and all of that. You know why? Because they haven't seen the power of God manifest in front of them. They haven't seen people healed. They haven't seen people get out of wheelchairs. They haven't seen ears open and eyes open. I've seen all of that. God has used my hands to do it. And so when they, you know, here's the problem. A lot of Christians hide their faith. They, they don't put their faith on display. You, your faith needs to be seen. They, they don't put their faith on display. You know why? Because they say, oh, well, for me, faith is personal. Jesus is personal. You know, Jesus for me is personal. <laughs> yeah, it's private. Yeah, I got it. Jesus is personal, but he also needs to be visible. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, your faith needs to be on display. Don't hide it. Jesus said, if you're afraid, if you're... If you're ashamed of me before men, I'm going to be ashamed of you before my father. No, the devil is. A, I am not ashamed. Listen, I'm not one of those people that's going to be like Jesus, Jesus, Jesus all the, all the time. But nobody that knows Rick Pena, nobody that knows me that knows me for real has any question on what I believe. <laughs> I mean, everybody knows what I believe. And so so like you, you shouldn't be a. Uh, 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 there are no secret Christians. You know what I'm saying? You shouldn't be undercover. You, there's no undercover. At the end of the day, you believe what you believe and you should not be ashamed of it. And people should be able to see your faith in action. Listen, and, and when, when bad things happen, because bad things do happen to good people, when bad things happen, that's when the, the pressure's on. That's when your friends need to show up. That's when you got to be there to support one another. You need friends like this. Say amen. 
Say amen to that. All right. So let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a year for me to level up. This year, I am determined to walk in your best for this season. To do so, I know I must surround myself with people of like precious faith. So I declare that I do. Together, we can accomplish more. One can chase a thousand. Two can put 10,000 to flight. I walk by faith and I am not alone. I set my faith in agreement with my friends and they do the same for me. Collectively, our faith is on display for all the world to see. We are not ashamed of the gospel. We are not ashamed of Jesus. We boldly declare Jesus is Lord. As Jesus is, so are we in this world. So I level up my relationships in 2021 and I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, why not sign up? The notes are for free. You get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button and put in your email address and you're going to get my notes every day for free. Listen, go into this day knowing that you need friends like this. Take out inventory. If you have those friends, call those friends today and tell them that you love them, that you appreciate them. Text them right now. If you don't have those friends, it's time to level up your relationships. You need these kind of friends. Do me a favor. Share uh, some comments with me in the chat. I go back and I read every comment. If this message has been a blessing to you. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.